this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad once again to be with you guys. No matter if you're listening to me today, which is Wednesday, or if you're listening to me in the future, hey, I'm just glad we're, we're in our present now reality, right? Sitting here, uh, listening to what the Spirit's going to say, and moving on that. So I'm so excited for you guys to be here. Plus, we're about what? I'm not, we're less than two weeks away from Christmas. Like, if we're not happy about that, what else can we be happy about, right? Because every Everybody loves Christmas, or everyone should love Christmas, but it's a great time of the year to bring forth joy and laughter and celebration, but also just remember the day that the Lord has made, right? And I want to bring forth something today with you guys that really I've sort of been contemplating on for a long time because so many people have have mentioned things to me in my life coaching sessions and 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 different things that deals with God's favor upon their life you know and sometimes we misconstrue the actual terminology or the meaning of what it looks like to have God's favor upon our lives so I wanted to bring forth that today to where it might help us out a little bit more to really know the difference between God's favor versus your own favor all right so we're going to say this we're going to call it today, the podcast, God's favor versus your own made-up favor, all right? <laughs> because this is something that's really needing to be uh, spoken on on so many levels uh, that I hear today and almost all the time on these uh, on the subject to where we're able to really see and give God the credit and the glory for what it is that he has initiated in our lives as what we call true God favor. And so when you think about God's favor upon your life, let's just say this, what would be God's favor. God's favor upon our lives would mean something that is out of the norm, something that normally doesn't flow in everyday occurrences or everyday life as far as the timeline of your lifestyle, right? God's favor deals with also things such as something that the human mind, let's say, would normally do. Maybe something creation that normally would it would break its flow of of its natural uh, we'll say habitation or its natural flow or pattern of which of how it flows right God's favor begins to bring forth not a consistency of something that the human mind or creation within itself or us in our action format would be able to initiate. Now I'm saying all this because one of the things we have to remember is God's favor upon our lives is not necessarily about something that just looks like it could just sort of happen because we were heading that way anyway. Now, does it mean that it's totally not God's favor if we're sort of believing for something and it looks like it's sort of heading that way anyway and all of a sudden, at the, you know, it still just sort of flows in that way of how we perceive it? Absolutely it can. However, when you're thinking about the miraculous, the miraculous is something that goes against the natural law of man. The miraculous of God's favor means that something happens that, that really interrupts the flow of an everyday way of living. And so when you think about miracles, the miraculous, you have to think about something that literally comes in and interrupts. It literally interrupts the flow or the pattern or the style in which something is, is, is flowing into. Now, when we think about that, we begin to look at that and say this. 
then what would be man's favor that we will frown upon today and sort of look at it as a negative? A lot of times in my life coaching sessions, I hear people say things such as this. I'll give you guys a good example. And that is, well, you know, today I went to the grocery store and when I did, I got to the counter and the man was ringing up my groceries and all of a sudden, you know, I just, I told him, I said, hey, you know what? I, you, you can do better than that. You know, uh, come on, give me a deal. Give me a deal. I don't have a, I don't have a coupon or I don't have, you know, this or this, you know, I don't have a promo code or whatever, you know, uh, to be able to use, you know, please, 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 you know, take this, take $5 off because I forgot my coupon at home or come on, please, please, please. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, uh, let's say the, the register, you know, the, the guy or gal at the register is like, okay, I'll give you $5 off. Okay, I'll, I'll you know, uh, you don't have your coupon, but I'll do this. Or, okay, I'll just give you a discount, a random discount. One of the things we have to remember is this. God's fa divine favor has nothing to do with begging. God's favor has nothing to do with the human beginning to bring forth something in there of a pleading. The Bible says this. How do we know that? Because some people will say, oh, I asked, I begged, I, I told him, you know, I wanted this and this. Or, did, or, you know, the idea for that is this. Are you manipulating that person? Are you wearing them down in order for them to give you a discount? Are you wearing that person down in order for them to do something that maybe is against their own policy at their own job? We have to be careful, folks, to, to realize because the, realize what is truly God and what is truly manipulation. What is truly God versus your begging and pleading that is annoying the person to the point where they have no choice but to do it just to get rid of you, right? Let me, let's examine some things for a moment. Cause I've had many people do that to me before as far as bring this up in conversation with me in their life coaching sessions. And, you know, hey, I found favor day. Really, how did you find favor? And these are the things they would tell me. And then the other thing that we have to begin to be careful about is the Bible says this, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. How many just got that? When you decide to become a beggar and a pleader and, and, and you know, please, can you do this for me? Let me give you guys a great example of, of what favor is, what favor is not. Okay, I remember speaking to a gentleman about five years ago that actually spoke this to me and said, I found God's favor today when I went to the drive-thru at the restaurant, let's say McDonald's. And I said, oh, well, that's really good. What happened? And I was expecting a beautiful, miraculous story. And he, he proceeds to tell me this. Well, the guy gave me uh, the wrong order, which happened, which, which, which probably the orders of, of someone behind mine or behind the other person. And I ordered, you know, such and such. Let's say, for example, you know, I'm, I can't remember the details, but he would say something to the effect of, I ordered a hamburger, a french fry, uh, a Coke. So I got combo number one, let's say. And the guy handed me the, the order through the drive through window, and it happened to be combo number three, which actually was two cheeseburgers and a large fry, let's say, a large Coke and an apple pie. You know, I got God's favor. No, what you did was you stole from God. Hello. You didn't get God's favor. You stole from God. You ripped off God because that's total 100% thievery because you drove away with something that you knew legally was not yours. You didn't pay for that. And that mistake could easily cost that employee their job. Hello. See, you have to begin to sit here and understand God's favor is not an accident on somebody's behalf that would actually jeopardize their life or their job or a situation that would cause them to be in trouble. That's not God's favor. God would never put somebody in a cautionary or a disciplinary act just so you can get off scot-free. 
Who am I talking to today? Amen? We've all been there, done that, right? God's favor is when everybody included is either moving up, being blessed, or either one party is truly being blessed by the miraculous God just performed, while the other party knows in their hearts that what they did was legal, was right, and actually just felt led out of the blue to do something that's not against the law, that's not, that's not against the company's policy. Are you with me? See, a lot of times we don't stop to think about the understanding of what God's favor is. And a lot of times we don't want to call it for what it is. There's no saying, call a spade, what, uh, a spade. I think that's how it's, it's phrased. But basically, it's the understanding of you've got to call it for what it is. If you accidentally get something from somebody, it's not God's favor, folks. God would never, you know, th- this is not a Robin hood mentality where God steals from the rich to give to the poor, right? God says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken and their seed begging for bread. But the Bible makes it plain that God even says this, to love your neighbors as you love yourself, love people at church, we could say, because we know we're supposed to, love the body of Christ, but it also says love your enemies. It's not, God would never cause you to love your enemies while he turns on his enemies and and does something that would cause you to rob from those people that you're supposed to love because the the battle is the Lord's. Judgment is not in our hands. Judgment's in God's hands. You know, conviction is not in our hands. Conviction is in is in God's hands. You know, uh, wooing somebody is not in our hands. It's on the Holy Spirit's hands to woo them. So with all that said, we have to understand that God still with a, with will. Um, uh, honor his word above his name and therefore he would still carry out the thing within we'll say the people that are unrighteous or the people that are mean or whatever the case may be in the sense of you know doing to them but it's not your job God will not use you to begin to destroy or belittle them right because your job is to be a good witness your job is to show the truth your job is to be faithful to people be loyal to companies be loyal to God you know because if you've done the least of these You've done it unto God. When you're at work, you do things as unto the Lord. So accidentally saying, hey, you know what? I found a $100 bill on the road today. And you know in the back of your mind, it could have fallen out of the pocket of the woman in front of you, just 10 feet in front of you, right? It could have been something where, you know, you have to look at that and say, let me do what is honest. Let me do what is right before the Lord. And that is this. Let me just make sure that maybe no one around me lost that money. Do you? Let me ask you an honest question, folks. Do you think God would bless us truly from the depths of our heart? Do you think God would truly bless us if we actually found a hundred dollar bill on the road, on, on the ground, and there's a lot of people around? Or let's say this. Let's let's make it even. Let's go further. Let's say you find a hundred dollar bill in Macy's. You're shopping in Macy's for Christmas, right? Which we probably are all shopping right now, going frantic trying to find presents. So let's say you're shopping in Macy's. A lot of people around, and all of a sudden you you know you see a hundred dollar bill on the ground. Here's my question to you. A, would you pick it up and put it in your pocket, saying, praise God, that's God's favor upon my life because I need money. I've been praying about it. Or B, would you do the right thing and you would take it to maybe the manager or you would take it to something, you know, someone in charge of and just say, hey, I really think somebody just dropped this. It looks pretty fresh. Uh, you know, do you mind just making an announcement or something? And here's the thing. Could it be that somebody else in that in that, in that that department store could be very dishonest and say, I'm going to act like I claim $100. I'm going to act like it's mine that I lost it because nobody's going to know. And let's say they go to the counter and they take it. 
and say, oh, thank you, that was my money I lost. Or maybe the, the right, truthful person says, oh, praise God, you know, you know, or maybe, you know, praise Buddha, whatever they are, right? You know, the person who lost it and says, oh my God, I needed that $100 to feed my children and thank God you found it for me. So even if it's somebody who is, who is, it rightly belongs to, or if it's somebody who is maliciously lying and, and knows that nobody can trace it down, this paper trail mentality, so I'm going to take it myself. Let me ask you an honest question. Who do you think between you and, and, and that, let's say, malicious person, who do you think, how do you think God's going to look at the situation? God's going to look at you and say, you know what, you did the right thing, son or daughter. You, you wanted to make sure that it got in the right hands or, you know, that was, your, your, your heart is saying, I want to make sure it gets in the right hands. Now, from that point on, if it gets into the right hands of the mother, let's say, who desperately needed that hundred dollars, or maybe they're filthy rich and they didn't really need the money, but you know what, it still belongs to them. It doesn't matter. Your heart should still be in the right place. I've heard people say things such as, well, they're so rich they wouldn't even know it's gone. That's none of our business, right? That's none of our business. What rightly belongs to somebody, rightly belongs to them. If they're so loaded that, that, that a $3 million home is like a chunk of change, that's none of our business. Then we should honor those who've worked their rear ends off to get that money, right? And, and everything that belongs to them, it still is going to mean just as much in the spirit realm, as if that person lives in a hole in the wall, desperate, eating dirt and plants on the ground, has no money, and lost that money. The idea is, it doesn't matter if it's a rich person, a poor person, if it's a mean person, or a very sweet, compassionate person, or if it's an atheist or a Christian. If something belongs to someone, God doesn't care. It still belongs to that person. Right? Now, that's how you have to begin to look at life. The reality of it is, would God bless you if you stuck in your pocket, knowing in your heart that it could be belong to somebody? No. God will not bless a person that's going to sit here and not consider the thought that maybe this belonged to somebody else, right? Or maybe, let's get, let's give another example. Or maybe there's a beautiful Rolex watch that somebody just dropped in the apartment store. And you can tell maybe where it broke off, the little class broke off, falls on the ground, and you know that just, that belongs to somebody else. Would it be God's favor for you to pocket that? Because, hey, you know what, beggar, what is it? Um, if you lose something, I gain something mentality? You know, no, God can't bless you. That's not God's favor because you know they rightfully belong to somebody. And if it's somebody who is snooty, a, um, let's say, very mean-spirited, let's say they're a Scrooge and they got tons of money, or once again, it's somebody who's, who's poor, that, that their, their rich father just left them that inheritance of that Rolex watch, and yet they needed to go buy groceries, or maybe just move sentimental to them. It doesn't matter. If it belongs to somebody of, of whichever, whichever caliber they come from or, 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 or lifestyle they come from, it doesn't matter. It's still not yours. It's still not God's favor. It is theirs rightfully. And you will be considered a thief before God to steal something like that, right? When you know it's God's favor, it's something that you know has no connection or no um, link to someone or something that would actually be hurting or they're going to actually lose something. God would never cause pain to somebody else to give your heart the joy that you need or you're looking for, right? There's no difference in that in saying that you have, uh, let's say you have uh, 10 children in a bus and let's say they get in a horrible crash and, and, and nine children in a bus, you know, a bus dies and one child is able to make it out and the parents are going to be like, praise God, God's favor is upon my life. God's favor is upon my, my, my child's life. He lived, he lived, praise God. Your mentality should be, yes, we are glad 
We are glad that God, you know, happened to save your child. However, your heart should be broken for the other nine children who passed away. We've got to begin to truly have the heart of God. God's heart has always been giving. God's heart has never been selfish. God's heart has never been about me, myself, and I. God's heart has always been about everyone else. For God so loved the world that he gave. There's nothing in God's kingdom that actually is self-absorbed. It's all a giving mechanism. It's a giving. That's what makes the kingdom so powerful, is that God so loved that he gave. That God knew that his power was what made it so ultimate and so amazing was not because he owned it, was because he was able to take it and give it away. Think about that for a moment. And God's favor is something that happens miraculously. It's not something that causes a person to say, oh, please, please, I have to keep on. Please, 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 please. Oh, praise the Lord, they, they gave in and, gave, and, and took off $25 of my, off my bill. Let me explain one thing to you. Do you know what that looks like in the eyes of, of, of man? Here, here's what here's what I'm going to say this looks like to me. Oh my God, another cheap Christian that begs for stuff that really has no witness and they made themselves look really dumb because they made themselves like a beggar and they're trying to get, they're trying to con me or trying to make me give them a discount through their begging and pleading. Let me ask you an honest question. Is that how the other person is going to think? Absolutely. Is it going to ruin your witness as a Christian? Absolutely. Is it going to make you look cheap? Absolutely. Is it going to make the body of Christ look cheap and put this, this, this air upon the body of Christ that we are all cheap and we just want to be troublemakers and beg and plead? Yes, it does. That's how it makes it look, makes us look. It's time for us to arise, folks. Be accounted for. Love humanity. Give to what people, give what people, what it belongs to them. When the Bible says, and I've heard people say this to me before, well, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. You're exactly right. The wealth of wickedness laid up for the righteous. The reason why I love this scripture probably more than you do is because I have a, a better understanding in the original language of what this means. And that is this. The wealth of wickedness laid up. It doesn't says, say it's loosed to you. It doesn't say it's given to you. Hello? It says, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. What that means is it doesn't mean God's going to take it from them and give it to you. Very bad mistranslation. Very bad mistranslation. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, which means there is enough wealth in this world from, let's say, unrighteous people that you, that God is laying up, that if you're smart enough by using the mind of Christ, if you use the wisdom that's crying out, that you can be able to take the mind of Christ and, and make a way where you're wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, start a business, invest money in this stock market, you know, uh, invest money in real estate, do what you have to do, and that money, because there's, there's so much wealth in this world, that it's laid up that it can be transferred to you because you are smart enough to know how to make money. That's what it means. See, Christians want a quickie. We, and this is going to sound so bad, but please understand what I'm saying. This one says, we want a quickie. Now, what we call a quickie in, 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 in the worldly terms is this. Is when somebody wants to shack up with somebody, somebody wants a good one night stand, I want a good quickie. That's what, that's how they look at it. That's how they call it, right? Well, see, Christians are not exempt from that, unfortunately, because Christians would rather do a quickie and say, God's going to give it to me, drop it in my mailbox, give it to me envelope, and I'm just going to just find it miraculously underneath my pillow because he's like the tooth fairy, you know. We, see, we're looking for quickies. 
God is not into quickies. God is, God is into building quality relationships. God is in making quality versions of yourself. God is into getting quality and authenticity and originality out of you to where you recognize what's already embedded in you. That's the kingdom of God. And when we begin to see and place value on ourselves, then we'll begin to see the value of other people. And it also works reverse. When we begin to see the value of other people, we'll begin to see the value of ourselves as well. We have to begin to realize that when we begin to see the Word of God as value, integrity, working hard at times, working our mind at times, getting the mind of Christ, building ourselves up in our most holy faith by, let's say, sacrificing sometimes to cause that, bi- that business to take off sacrificing at times where things are going to begin to be built up and that money we've made the stock market we wait we wait we wait five years ten years fifteen years and all of a sudden bam we get thousand dollars back in return all of that all of that my friend is God's favor upon your life it's when you watch God move in you that's why the Bible says we go from glory to glory from faith to faith because God would rather progressively grow you and grow you up while he's growing your business, while he's growing your finances and your interest, uh, you know, uh, or your investments, as as he grows maturity in you, he will grow and populate even uh, your business to explode more, or for you to find, we'll say, the favor of a good raise on your job. Right? That's how God blesses people. God is not into microwavable quickies where he's just going to give something to you because you think you're God's favorite. All right? doesn't work that way. It would be great if it did, but it doesn't because God is more interested in making the man and not the money out of you. God is interested in making the man more than he is spoiling you like a sugar daddy. God is not our sugar daddy. And thank God he's not. God is into loving you so much that he would rather make you make you to be the man or woman of God you're meant to be to where you in return will begin to see the productivity of your own life out of your integrity and say, I'm going to build this thing. I'm going to build this kingdom. I'm going to build this ministry. I'm going to build this business. I'm going to build up my finances because that, my friend, is where what has been laid up for you that God is saying, if you want it, I can give it to you. But you're going to have to go line upon line, precept on precept. You're going to have to ask, seek, and knock. You're going to have to obey the Word of God. You're going to have to be able to, to think on things that are pure and holy and, and praiseworthy and good reports. You're going to have to begin to put your hand on the plow and not look back. You're going to have to run this race. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. That's how it's, it's loose to you by what has been laid up. All right? So, so number one, well, as we close this podcast, number one, let's throw the sugar daddy mentality out the front door. Let's get into the integrity of our Heavenly Father who loves us enough to make the man more than the money in us. Number two, let's begin to redefine God's favor, what it truly looks like, and not make ourselves look like beggars and pompers and, and, and put us down and, and lower the integrity of the body of Christ. Let's begin to do it right. Let's begin to be honest up front and, 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 and care more about if something is lost, if something bodies else rather than be quick to to absorb it into ourselves and call it God's favor right and and take the risk and the chance of somebody else suffering on behalf of what we just call God's favor to our to our lives right let's begin to live the lifestyle we were created to live folks we were thinking about other people blessing other people concerned and considerate about other people and making sure everyone else is blessed around us I can I can guarantee you and as the old saying says you can take this to the bank if you care and bless other people God God will see to it 
to it that you will reap what you sow and you yourself will be blessed back and you won't have to beg, you won't have to plead, you won't have to bargain. You will just see favor come to you and somebody just out of the blue say, you know what, hey, I own this restaurant. Tonight dinner's on me. That's legal. Or have maybe a manager of a restaurant who's been given a lot of favor, a lot of, uh, let's say, uh, uh, um, bend, bend to bend the rules sometimes as a manager and say, hey, today tonight I'm just going to comp your, your dessert for you only because you're so nice to us tonight. You come in here all the time. Your kids are well behaved. You always tip our servers good. Let me just comp that, that dessert tonight or maybe your whole full meal. Oh, it's your birthday? Hey, you know what? Dinner's on me tonight. That's what we call true favor of God. When something happens out of the blue, that it doesn't hurt anyone else's integrity and it doesn't hurt anyone else in the sense of causing them to suffer. Because if they do that and they've been given the rights and the, and the flexibility as a manager to do that, guess what happens? Then they will see and reap God's favor back upon their lives as well. We want the universal principle that what a man sows, he will also reap back. We want that to begin to work with our integrity and you will see God's multiplication more than you've ever in your life seen upon your life. Hey folks, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I really hope it was a blessing to you. I really do. I love talking about these things. I like to get where the rubber meets the road of life because these are things we don't want to talk about, but we should talk about because these are things that truly tell us who we are and God and talk about our and, and deal with who we are to the world. Let's be people that are loving and kind and compassionate, lifting up people, raising up people, loving our enemies, making sure that no one loses anything, seeking out to find, to make sure that if something's lost, we get it back in the right hands of the owner. And there we see God's divine favor come back upon us as we do that. And then the Bible says what? If you give, it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That is the power of our amazing God today. Hey, as always, as I close this podcast, I'd like to close with this. If you don't like your day, if your week is going really bad, I got a great news, got great news for you. Change the way you think and your life will change. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.